Breaking news, Health Canada has authorized remdesivir to treat severe COVID cases. I'd like to welcome on to the show uh, Brett Belchetz. Dr. Belchetz is our 640 Toronto medical expert. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, remdesivir, I know, has been um, authorized for use in several countries. I believe um, they've been using it in the States. They've been using remdesivir in, um, where else have they been using it? I believe the UK and other countries. Why has Canada waited so long to approve the use of this drug? Well, this definitely follows a pattern in terms of what we've seen around approvals, not only for treatments for COVID-19, but also even laboratory testing for things like COVID itself and antibody tests. Uh, What we've seen is a generally more conservative and slow approach on the part of Health Canada to new treatments and investigations around this illness. And in fact, uh, around many other conditions historically than what we've seen in other countries. And while that can create a, a little bit of an issue when we're in the situation of a pandemic like right now, where people are clamoring to have the latest, greatest treatment that they've heard about on the news. In general, this has been an approach that has actually stood Canadians in quite a good position in that we typically have seen a greater level of safety in terms of treatments that have been approved for Canadians versus what we do see in some other countries, and a greater degree of certainty that the tests that we are using are tests that have been approved and investigated thoroughly. So, you know, there's always a balance to strike in terms of how quickly we should allow these things to be approved, given that there is some urgency in a pandemic, but certainly we don't want things to be approved too quickly where we're not sure things are valid, where we're not sure that the, the research really backs it up. Although in this particular case, I, I would say there was a fair amount of research that led to it being approved in other countries, and it would have been nice to have seen it approved a little bit more quickly than what we have seen. So are we letting other countries, you know, do our work, Health Canada, basically looking at other countries and, and letting them uh, use uh, their citizens as guinea pigs? I know that sounds terrible to say, but uh, if they've approved it, we look, we watch, we wait and see. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say guinea pigs because typically the the data upon which Health Canada is basing its decisions isn't looking at what's happening in the broader populations and the broader use of these drugs in other countries where it's already been approved. They often are looking at the same research studies that have being actually used for approvals in other countries. And sometimes there may be more research studies that they are awaiting versus what other countries have approved with. But but usually what we're seeing is a process that's just a little bit slower, a little more careful, uh, that takes a little bit more time to look at the research and, and, you know, take its way through the approvals process than what we've seen in other countries. You know, that being said, you know, what I will say, again, I'll reiterate, is that in setting up a condition like COVID-19 where we are looking at something that can be very deadly, where there is a shortage of, treatments, especially in those people that are very, very seriously ill in places like the intensive care unit where the, the chance of a bad outcome is very high, I do believe that there should be pathways to quicker approvals for compassionate usage of alternative medications in those settings, especially in a setting where there just really is nothing else that is available to us, where we've tried everything that is approved and it's just not working. How exactly does remdesivir work when it comes to uh, treating severe COVID patients? Mm -hmm. So remdesivir is not a new antiviral. This is a medication that's been around for quite some time. It it was originally developed uh, a number of years ago, actually, as a potential treatment for hepatitis. And this was a treatment that actually failed in trials for treatment of hepatitis. But what was interesting is when they looked into the data from those trials and the research that was done around that time, 
they actually found that remdesivir was a drug that had effect on a number of different types of viruses, including coronaviruses. And the way that it works is it actually inhibits the ability of a virus to replicate itself. So it doesn't actually kill the virus, but it stops the virus from creating new copies. It interferes with the machinery that the virus puts in place to copy itself. And so what that does is it allows our immune system a fighting chance to actually overcome the viral infection because there aren't millions and millions more copies of this virus on an ongoing basis that it has to deal with. So when we've looked at the, the data around remdesivir, Unfortunately, it's not as good as we would have hoped. It has been somewhat effective against coronavirus, but it has not improved survival rates. What it has done is it is it has shortened disease duration in those people who are the most ill by about one-third. So effective, but if you are very, very sick with this, just to be very clear, this is not going to improve your chance of survival, unfortunately. All right. Well, the U.S. made headlines buying up most of the supply of remdesivir, and Health Canada now has authorized that it can be used? Are we uh, risking missing out on supply here? Uh, It's always a possibility, especially in this day and age, where there are limited supplies of drugs around the world. And and certainly what we are seeing is behaviors where some countries are stockpiling levels of some drugs that they believe to be of use. So so that is always the risk that we could run out. And and that always would have been the risk, even if if we had approved this earlier. We we just, uh, unfortunately, as a small country, we very much struggle to compete on global markets with countries like the United States that have way more buying power. And when we're purchasing supplies on a global stage, uh, typically companies like to sell you know, in the largest possible quantities and at the highest possible price. And as I said, it's just very difficult for us to compete. That being said, you know, at least in the near term, it doesn't look like we're suffering from acute shortages of this just yet. And again, you know, I think that that is part of Uh, partly due to the fact that this just isn't the miracle drug that we would like it to be. You know, I would say if this was a drug that we knew was going to markedly decrease fatality rates, really improve people's outcomes much more than what we've seen, I think we would be seeing shortages that would be much more severe than what we are seeing. Dr. Belchetz, I'm going to leave it at that, but I want to thank you for your time. Always a pleasure having you on uh, to give your expertise on this matter. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You have a great day. Cheers. That's Dr. Brett Belchett, 640 Toronto medical expert.